Section 02 of Uncle Josh's Pumpkin Center Stories by Cal Stewart. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Philip Martin. Uncle Josh Weathersby's Arrival in New York. Well, for a long time I had my mind made up that I'd come down to New York, and so a short time ago, as I had my crops all gathered in and produce sold, I calculated as how it would be a good time to come down here. Folks at home said I'd be buncoed or have my pockets picked before I'd been here more than half an hour. Well, I fooled them a little bit. I was here three days afore they buncoed me. I suppose as how there are a good many of them thar bunco fellers around New York, but I tell you them thar street care conductors take mighty good care on you. I was riding along, and one of them cares had my pocketbook right in my hand. I allowed no feller would pick my pockets and get it as long as I had it in my hand, and it shut up tight as a barrel when the cider's working. Well, that conductor feller, he just kept his eye on me, and every little bit he'd put his head in the door and say, Hold fast. But I'm transgressing from what I started to tell you. I was riding along in one of them sleeping cares coming here, and along in the night sometime I felt a feller rummaging around under my bed, and I looked out just in time to see him going away with my boots. Well, I know the way that train was a-running, he couldn't get off with them without breaking his darn neck, but in about half an hour he brought them back. Guess they didn't fit him. Well, I was sort of glad he took them, cause he had them all shined up slickering a new tin whistle. Well, when I got up in the morning, my troubles commenced. I was so crowded up like darned if I could get my clothes on, and when I did get them on, darned if my pants wasn't on hind side of four, and my socks got all tangled up in that little fishnet alongside of the bed, and I couldn't get them out, and I lost a brand new collar button that I traded Cy Pettengill a huskin' peg for, and I got my right boot on my left foot and the left one on my right foot, and I was so darn badly mixed up, I didn't know which way the train was a-running, and I bumped my head on the roof of the bed over me, and then sot down right sudden-like to think it over when some feller come along and stepped right square on my bunion, and I let out a war whoop you could have heard over in the next county. Well, along come that darn porter and told me I was a-waking up everybody in the car. Then I started in to hunt for my collar button, cause I got a right smart store by that button, there warn't another one like it in Pumpkin Center, and I thought it would be kind of doubtful if they'd have any like it in New York. Well, I see one stuck right in the wall, so I tried to get it out with my jackknife. When along came that darn black jumping jack dressed in soldier clothes, and asked me what I wanted, and I told him I didn't want anything particular. Then he told me to quit ringing the bell, cause he was a little crazy. I didn't see no bell. Well, finally I got my clothes on, and I went into a room where they had a row of little troughs to wash in, and fast as I could pump water in the darn thing, it run out of a little hole in the bottom of the trough. So I just had to grab a handful and then pump some more. Well, after that, things went along pretty well for a right smart while. Then I ate a snack out of my carpet bag and felt pretty good. Well, that train got to running slower and slower till it stopped at every house, and when it come to a double house, it stopped twice. I had my ticket in my hat, and I put my head out the window to look at something when the wind blew my hat off and I lost the darned old ticket. Well, the conductor made me buy another one. 
I had to buy two tickets to ride once, but I fooled him. He don't know a darn thing about it, and when he finds it out, he's going to be the maddest conductor on that railroad. I got a round-trip ticket, and I ain't going back on this darn old road. When I got off the ferry boat down here, I commenced to think I was about the best-looking old feller what ever come to New York. There was a lot of fellers down there with buggies and carriages and one thing and another, and just the minute they seen me, they all commenced to holler, Handsome! Handsome! I didn't know I was so darn good-looking. One feller tried to get my carpet bag, and another tried to get my umbrella, and I just told them to stand back, or darned if I wouldn't take a wrestle out of one or two of them. Then I asked one of them if he could haul me up to the Sturtebesson Hotel, and by gosh, I never heard a feller stutter like that feller did in all my life. He said, y y y y yes, sir, and I said, well, how much are you going to charge me? And he said, f f f f fifty c c cents, and I said, well, I guess I'll ride with you, but don't stop to talk about it anymore, because I'd kind of like to get there. Well, we started out, and when we stopped, we was way up at the other end of town where there weren't many houses, and I said to him, this here ain't the Sturtevesson Hotel, and he said, no, 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 sir, I said, why didn't you let me out at the hotel like I told you, and he said, because I couldn't say, whoa, quick enough. Well, I had a great time with that feller, but I got here at last. End of Uncle Josh Weathersby's Arrival in New York